Seattle's Morning News. This is Dave Ross with Tom Butler in for Colleen O'Brien. In the latest Supreme Court decision on gay marriage and websites, uh, it turns out that there wasn't actually a gay couple who asked that web designer in Colorado to create a website for their wedding. And uh, this, of course, has come up because there are a lot of people who disagree with this uh, decision. But uh, if that's the case, I, I guess I'm a little confused. So we have uh, called up former state attorney general Rob McKenna, our conversation sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. So, again, set the stage for for how this case got to the Supreme Court. Well, the plaintiff in this case decided she was going to start creating websites for weddings. Right. But she hasn't got any customers yet. And then there is an application for a wedding, but it's not from a gay person. It turns out that request turned out, you know, really not to be legitimate, although it did include a real email address and a real phone number from a real person. The person the email address and phone number belonged to was a heterosexual uh, male who's married to a woman and and uh, doesn't seem to know how his name got uh, got used for this request. And so, you know, the Attorney General of Colorado argued that this is not a real case; that this is just uh, a, a, you know a hypothetical claim that Ms. Smith, the owner of Three Hundred Three Creative, was making. But the Supreme Court didn't really pay much attention to that argument, and uh, that includes both the dissent by. Justice Sotomayor, as well as the majority opinion by Gorsuch. So let's go over exactly what was at stake in this case. This was said to be a free speech issue, right? Right. This is a case about whether someone engaging in expressive conduct, in this case, designing websites, writing text for it, can be required to effectively endorse a same-sex marriage by being forced by Colorado state law to create websites for same-sex couples. That the plaintiffs were very careful here in stipulating that the business owner would be happy to create websites for people of all races, people who are straight, gay, and otherwise. Uh, she just didn't want to be required to create websites for marriages that run contrary to her view of what an appropriate marriage is. So um, it 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 is a case that's really based on a hypothetical in the sense that she wasn't accused of refusing to serve a same-sex couple. She basically was saying, look, I know that if I get into this business and I start offering wedding websites, that someone's going to ask me to create a website for a same-sex couple. I'll have to refuse, and then the the state of Colorado will come after me. Okay, so how does this change the the rules in states besides Colorado? Because a gay people are still a, considered a protected class, right? They are, and and uh, you know that this this case doesn't change that in the least. I mean, as I said, the owner of this business made it very clear, uh, and she stipulated that she would be happy to provide uh, all kinds of website services to uh, you know people who are gay, but not wedding websites. Right? She she tried to keep it extremely narrow. But if the owner of a business who is gay or lesbian, or you know trans. Uh, transgender wanted to um, provide, wanted her to provide a website for their business or some other purpose, she said right. she'd be happy to do that, right? So uh, the, that, the laws protecting LGBTQ folks from discrimination remain in place. Those aren't affected. But what, what's happened here is that uh, we've run up into, to, against one of those tensions between one constitutional right, the 
right to be free from discrimination and another constitutional right, which is to, you know, be able to both express your speech and not be forced to express speech you disagree with. And, uh, you know, therefore, I don't think this decision undercuts the Washington Supreme Court's ruling that the florist in the Tri-Cities you know, must provide floral arrangements for same-sex unions because um, that's not expressive conduct in the way that creating a website, writing the text for it, and so forth uh-huh. is held to be an expressive is held to be expressive conduct under this mm-hmm. decision in three hundred three. They're really, they're really slicing the bologna uh, pretty thin here. It seems to me. I, it's, so, so what about a um, somebody who rents out? I don't know. Uh, a theater, and they're happy to rent that right. theater to anybody, regardless of their sexual orientation, but they will not allow a drag show to go on. Yeah, I think that that runs up against the rules against discrimination. Uh, that would, it would uh, be ruled as discrimination in the provision of public accommodations. So it's not expressive conduct to decide who you're going to rent your facility to and who yeah. you're not any more than it would be that if, if a hotel owner said, well, I'm not going to rent the, ho- the honeymoon suite with a heart-shaped bed in it. In the hot tub to a same-sex couple who just got married. That would clearly violate the law, and I don't think the Supreme Court would uh, find otherwise. It has to be expression. It can't be expression. the provision of some sort of business service or a public accommodation. Boy, if I want to get that specific, could I say the Second Amendment only protects your right to bear the gun but not fill it with bullets? <laughs> We'll have to save that hypothetical for another day, Professor Ross. I guess we will. (laughs) Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Dave.